You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. want to be in ministry? You want to be a a help to the church, a help to your neighbor? You want to be in ministry, witness or something like that? Minister to the Lord. Make that a full-time proposition that I'm going to minister to the Lord and the Lord will call you out. The Lord will call you out and raise you up. But we need to spend that time with Him. We need to have to spend that time. Samuel was obedient not only to God, but he was obedient to Eli. Have you ever wanted to work in ministry? Today, Pastor Dave will share with you that working in ministry isn't quite how it seems. Working in ministry is a calling from the Lord, not just a job choice. But ministry also isn't just teaching. Ministry is ministering to God. God wants to have an intimate relationship. Now here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 4. As he continues his message, God rewards faithfulness. Samuel didn't know who it was, but he had an attentive ear and he was woke out of the night. Does God ever wake you up at two o'clock in the morning? One o'clock in the morning? Three o'clock in the morning? My question is, when he does that, do you get out of bed or do you ignore him? I ignore him sometimes. Roll over. Now you're not speaking to me. I'm close. Man, if we would just get out of bed. Let that attentive ear say, yeah, God's calling me. I'll tell you what, though. Some of the times that I've gotten up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, wow. Oh, my goodness. You open up the word of God, it's like you're watching a motion picture, and God is producing it, and you're reading it, and it's come alive. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Samuel had an attentive ear. He had an attentive ear to the things of God. And he also had an obedient will. Let's look at verses 10 through 14. Now the Lord came and stood and called at all the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and did not restrain them. And he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel was obedient to the call of the Lord. When the Lord called, he immediately got up and wanted to do something. He ran into Eli. And Eli was sleeping there. What an obedient kid. He was wrong in thinking that Eli was speaking to him, but he's right in what he did. If Eli was calling, he would run and want to help Eli. You gotta love this kid. Eli was blind and couldn't get around. Samuel, 12 years old. Once again, the Lord continues to call Samuel with the same results. Jesus said in John 10, 27, that his sheep hear his voice. Jesus knows them and they follow him. Are you tuned into what the Lord is saying? Do you have an obedient will when you hear what the Lord wants to say to us? 
Be still. Interesting in verse 7 that it says Samuel did not know the Lord. He had never heard the voice of the Lord, but also should be noted that Samuel ministered to the Lord because he knew that God needed to be worshipped. I want to spend a minute here. Samuel ministered to the Lord. He ministered to the Lord before he ministered for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? We've had this discussion before. God called you because he loved you and he wants to fellowship with you. So if you're doing nothing but ministering for the Lord and not taking time to minister to the Lord, there's a problem. But I'm doing all these great things. Yeah. And what did Jesus say to those guys? I cast out demons in your name. I did this in your name. And he said, what? Depart from me. I never knew you. Are you taking time in your life to minister to the Lord? A lot of us get wrapped up in ministry. Ministry is hard. It's difficult. It takes a lot of time. And it's time consuming. But if we who are in ministry, and I don't care what the ministry is, it could be at the front door, it could be in the kitchen, it could be in the children's ministry, it could be sweeping the floors, it could be doing it. I don't care what kind of ministry you may be in. If you're not taking time to minister to the Lord, you're going to run out of steam. And you're going to burn up. Because that's where we get our strength and that's where we get our power when we minister to the Lord. In the great book of Acts, I love the book of Acts. What a great read. It was fun. Actually, Acts 12, 25 through 13, 3. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry, and they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. Then they, having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them and sent them the way. Look at the progression. As they ministered to the Lord. They were ministering to the Lord, and the Lord called them out. You want to be in ministry? You want to be a, a help to the church? A help to your neighbor? You want to be in ministry? Witness or something like that? Minister to the Lord. Make that a full-time proposition that I'm going to minister to the Lord and the Lord will call you out. The Lord will call you out and raise you up. But we need to spend that time with him. We need to have to spend that time. Samuel was obedient not only to God, but he was obedient to Eli. Samuel was 12 years old, but he was a very perceptive child. He knew what was going on. He saw it with his own eyes. He knew they were corrupt. He knew they were disrespecting the Lord. He knew that. Samuel didn't know that Eli had already been given the message. Samuel didn't know that. This is a heavy message for a 12-year-old. Can you imagine a 12-year-old receiving this message from the Lord? Samuel had an attentive ear, and he had an obedient heart. Samuel also had a humble heart. 
Let's look at 15 and 18. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, here I am, once again. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God, do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me and all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, if it is the Lord, let him do what seems to be good to him. Samuel had a humble heart. And even though Samuel heard from the Lord and received the message, he went right back to his duties. He went right back to his duties. He went to the tabernacle and started opening the gate so people could come in and worship the Lord. He went right back to his duties. He heard from God. God spoke to him. I venture to say if God spoke to any one of us like that, we would run around, God spoke to me! Hey, God spoke to me. I'm going on tour. Yeah, this is great. God spoke to me. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Don't think you were doing that. God spoke to me. I mean, we set it up. I mean, sometimes we think we're so spiritually superior. We want to be spiritually superior. Well, the other day when I was praying, God said this. Really? You know, it's almost like I'm spiritually superior. Samuel didn't do any of that. Samuel had a humble heart. Samuel had a humble heart, and I think this is one of the reasons that God spoke to him. He went back to his duties at the tabernacle and never said a word to Eli. Never said a word, you know. Some people always want to tell you what the Lord told them. Samuel didn't divulge to Eli what the Lord had spoken to him. What maturity for a 12-year-old. What maturity for a 12-year-old. There was no pride involved. It was only when Eli commanded Samuel that he told him. And Eli resigned to the fact that, hey, God told me this would happen. If it's the Lord, let it be so. Kind of like that about Eli. At this point, what else could he do? But Eli's attitude towards young Samuel was positive. He continued to teach him the things of God, maybe trying to make up for his own children, like we said. Samuel had an attentive ear. He had an obedient will and a humble heart, and he had a godly walk. Let's finish the chapter. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. And let none of his words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that. Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Once again, we see Samuel growing in the ammunition of the Lord. But notice, this was a different time then. The Lord was with him. Samuel now has this relationship with the Lord. He has this beautiful thing going with he and the Lord. And we see this contrast between Samuel and the house of Eli. Samuel was on his way up in the Lord's eyes. He was becoming a prophet of all Israel. He was being esteemed in Israel as a prophet. And they were listening to him. And they were starting to turn back to God because of what Samuel was saying. On the other hand, the wicked and corrupt priests of Eli's were on the way down. And God's judgment was going to fall upon them. And Hophni and Phinehas were going to die in the same day. And Eli would be left alone. People started to recognize that God's hand was upon Samuel. Not like the judges that came before him. Samuel, words from the Lord would reach the nation. He would cry out to the nation, and this is what the Lord said. Listen to the Lord. This is what the Lord said. And the Lord raised him up. Samuel would declare God's word to an entire nation. And God was no longer silent. He returned to Shiloh, which is where the tabernacle was. God was once again speaking to Israel. Israel was experiencing a new birth. And once again, God would lead them through a man who would hear his word. 
Interesting. I want to end with several questions. So, to whom did God speak? Who did God speak? Didn't speak to the corrupt priest, did he? Spoke to the child. Spoke to the child. Twelve-year-old. What does it say in Luke 18, 17? Lest we receive like a child. He spoke to a young child. Sometimes we oldster think that we know it all. Sometimes the older you get and you've been in the Lord for a long time, you think, well, nobody can teach me anything. We start a story. We may start something. We may come to a familiar story like when we were in Gideon or maybe it was Ruth or something like that. Some of you may have thought, I've heard this before. I know this. I know this story. We're not interested in what God has to say. Eli represents this group, the group that wasn't interested in what God had to say. Eli represents the the ones who have lost the awe and wonder of God. And I pray with all my heart that we never lose the awe and wonder of God. I pray with all my heart that we never come to a point where we lose that awe and wonder of our beautiful, wonderful God. The ones who had lost the expectancy that God can and will speak. I don't want you ever to think that God can't speak because he can and he will. He will speak to each one of you. He has a lot to say. And he wants to speak to his children. We need to be childlike again in our faith. We need to believe that all things are possible with God. We need to believe that God wants to speak in our lives. We must give him an attentive ear and listen always when he's speaking and not turn him off. God will choose to whom he wants to speak. And you know what I found out? Sometimes he speaks loudest to me in the middle of the toughest times in the world. When you're down and out and you can't take anymore, when you feel like Popeye, I've all I can stand because I can't stand no more, when you've had it and you're done, God speaks. He speaks a word of encouragement into your life because he knows what's going on in your life. He knows that you're, you've been run over by a tractor. He knows that you've been run over by a tractor. He looked back and saw who it was and they backed up. And you've been beat up and left for pulp. He knows that. And God wants to tell you that he loves you. God wants to tell you that he esteems each and every one of you so much that you'll never know how much he loves you. God wants to do things for you above anything that you could ever dream or ask or imagine. Check out Ephesians 3.20. God wants to do those things for you. He wants to draw you into such a close relationship with him that each time he speaks, you're in awe and wonder that he would actually speak to you. God spoke to child. Be childlike and let God speak to you. Be a tavern, attentive ear. So that's who God spoke to. So when did God speak? When did God speak? Did he speak when Samuel left Shiloh and went up on the mountaintop and got a hammock and sat in a hammock and said, I'm not going to leave until God speaks to me? No. He spoke to Samuel while Samuel was doing his every single day activity in the temple, worshiping the Lord and ministering to the Lord. 
He, that's when he spoke to Samuel. His everyday task. Notice, he was ministering to the Lord, not for the Lord. We talked about ministering to the Lord must come first. Ministering to the Lord is our highest calling. There is no higher calling than ministering to our God. No higher calling. Where did God speak? Spoke to Samuel in the temple. I suggest that if you want to hear from the Lord speak to you, be in the temple. God loves to speak to you when you're in church. He loves to give you little nuggets in his word, little nuggets in the, in, the, in the music, little nuggets by someone afterwards as you're talking about something that the Lord has done. God wants to speak to you. Come to church with an expectant heart. Don't come to church because you have to. Come to church because you want to. Come to church expecting to hear from God, expecting that God would speak to you as you come into these doors. God can speak to you in the middle of a song. As we're raising our hands and praising our God and singing these songs, He can speak to you. He can speak to you in the middle of His Word. He can speak to you during prayer time. He can speak to you over coffee and fellowship with another brother or sister. God can speak mightily if we would but be attentive and listen for Him to speak. Walk through those doors saying, man, I know God has something for me today. I know God's going to show me something. He's going to tell me something. He's going to impress something upon my heart, and I want it. I've got my heart ready. Come on, Lord. Let's go. Me and you. Here we go. I guarantee God won't let you down. I guarantee he won't let you down. We need to be in fellowship with God. That's why you were saved. God didn't save me to be a pastor. He saved me to fellowship with me. He wants nothing more than to spend time with you, the apple of his eye. He wants nothing more to have quality time with you. Yes, God can speak outside of church. But have you ever noticed when we're all together and we're praising the Lord how the Spirit begins to move and you can feel the Spirit's presence and God really wants to speak to our heart? Maybe there's something that you need to be confirmed. Maybe there's something that you're waiting on God to speak to you. Well, you, if you don't come to church, if you, don't, if you don't come to church, you won't hear what God wants to speak to you about. That's why we have a, basically a no distraction policy. We have a policy where, you know, we don't like people distracting others because the Word of God is so valuable, it's so important, you may be just getting ready to hear from God and somebody distracts you on the other side and you miss it. That's why we need to be attentive to the Word and allow the Word to, to sink in our heart. Samuel was ministering to the Lord, drawing close to the Lord, seeking him and serving him and delighting himself in here. The scripture in Psalm 37 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, see, there's a caveat. Delight yourself in the Lord and you will get your heart's desires. Not like a spoiled brat. I want my heart's desires now. We'll fellowship later. That's not the way it works. Not the way it works. Samuel knew what was happening in the temple. He knew what the priests were up to, but he kept his focus on the Lord. We cannot let someone else's sin drag us down. We can help that person in sin. We can lead them back to the Lord, but only the Lord can forgive sin. We can lead them back into the arms of the Lord and help them and then restore them. Once they've, once they've confessed, we can restore them back into the Lord's arms. Too often, 
We're so busy looking at what everybody else is doing. We lose our focus on the Lord. Oh, this message was definitely for such and such. No, he wasn't here. The message was for you. Take the CD home and let them listen to it and see if they get anything out of it. That's fine. But you're here. The message is for you. We're too busy focusing on everybody else. We're focusing on everybody else except the Lord. Be attentive to the Lord and your business with him. He will take care of everything else. Oh, gee, sounds like a scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be out. What a great example we have in Samuel. What a great example we have in this 12-year-old boy puts us all to shame. Samuel is going to be raised up by the Lord. He's going to do mighty, mighty things for the Lord. All because he had an attentive ear. All because he had an obedient will. All because he had a, a humble heart and a godly walk. And he wanted to seek the Lord. See, there's got to be a want in there. There's got to be a want in there. And I know, speaking up for myself, there are days when I get up and go, I guess I'll read the Word. Oh, geez, what am I going to get out of that? What am I going to get out on a day when I read the Word like that? And I've done that before. I would be a fool to tell you I didn't. Those days I open the Bible and nothing comes out. It's like I'm reading nothing. But man, on the days I'm excited, on the days I get into the Word, and I know, man, all of a sudden things open up and God speaks. He speaks volumes. We have much to learn from Samuel. Much to learn. We all want the Lord to speak to us. We want to all be used mightily by the Lord. But remember, ministering to Him first is the key. Ministering for Him will come later, after we minister to Him. Spend more time ministering to Him. It's almost the Martha Mary thing. It's almost the Martha Mary thing. You know, they were over at, over at Martha. Jesus was at Martha and Mary's house for dinner. And Martha was in slaving in the kitchen, making the pasta, you know, getting the things ready, throwing the spaghetti against the wall to see if it sticks. Mary's in there doing her thing, you know. I mean, Martha was in there. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. Mary came out and started railing at Martha. And Jesus, Jesus, tell her to get busy. I'm in there slaving. What did he say? Mary has chosen the better part. Ministering to him. Ministering to him. I think we need to choose the better part. We need to minister to the Lord. And that should be our cry. That should be what we want more than anything is to minister to the Lord. Be attentive. Be obedient. Be humble. And be godly. And let the Lord do the rest. Let's see what the Lord wants to do. He has great thoughts of you. He thinks nothing but love for you. Even in the midst of our sin, he thought love for us when he sent his son to a cross. We can learn a lot from sin. I pray that we will have ears to hear what the Lord's saying to his church. You are Although our time is coming to a close for the day, you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Feel free to read ahead in the book of 1 Samuel and find more teachings from this series online at assurehoperadio.com. All of Pastor Dave's messages are available to download for free. You can even subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to have updated messages sent right to your computer or phone. Find links at our website. Again, that's assurehoperadio.com. Well, we'd like to invite you to join us in person for church at Calvary Chapel, Cape May. 
Right now, we're following the Lord's guidance and remaining closed. However, we are still holding services online. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 on Facebook and YouTube. Just follow the links you'll find at assurehoperadio.com. We're also streaming our Wednesday service at 7 p.m. along with Bible study and devotionals each week. It's important to stay connected to church community during this time, so we hope you'll join us. Is there anything we could be praying about for you? Please let us know. Call us at 609-884-5821. That's 609-884-5821. Would you pray for us too? Please keep Pastor Dave and all of us at Calvary Chapel Cape May in your prayers, that we'll be wise in our decisions, and that we'll stay in tune with the desires of Christ. Thanks for praying, and thanks for tuning in today. Join us next time to continue learning from the book of 1 Samuel, right here on A Sure Hope.